before the dark times, before the Empire, it's Geek Top 5! Yay! The Guardians of Peace and Justice in the Old Republic. I'm Jesse. I'm Graham. And these are the top five things that you need to know right now. Coming in at number five, uh, Star Wars Rebels, the animated show, has started its third season. Uh, spoilers herein, by the way, so if you want to fast forward about five minutes, do so now. Just give you a, a heads up for non-geeks, I guess. This is the cartoon series that takes place between the third Star Wars movie and the fourth Star Wars movie. And as far as we're aware, it's considered canon, right? It's part it's, of the mythology. It, it's it, not even an aware thing, for sure. What's canon right now is the movies, the Clone Wars cartoon, this Rebels cartoon, and some of the new books, the Aftermath books. So, they started season three. The big news with this was the reveal of the, the canonical appearance of Grand Admiral Thrawn, which is great. He's showed up. He deserves his own episode. We can touch on it another time. What's happening right now, what's being talked about on the blogs, on them interwebs, uh, is we had some force meditation going on between the, the protagonist Ezra and the, the return of the return of Darth Maul, who's no longer Darth, who's just Maul, but we all know. Okay. okay. Anyway... <laughs> The big And the big takeaway is that they've had visions, essentially, that he's trying to guide it towards, like, how do we win? How do we destroy the Sith? And they see a vision that the characters describe as having twin sons, and then Maul flips out, saying, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. At short form, for those of you who aren't following, it's implied that they're bringing to the character's attention the planet Tatooine, the home of Luke Skywalker, where Obi-Wan Kenobi is at the start of the movie. Essentially, they're tying it more into the classic trilogy of films. In a very, not quite subtle, but sort of leading way, which is fun. So, just before we get too far, am I to understand that Darth Maul is now trying to destroy the Sith? Darth Maul is trying to destroy everybody. Okay. He, uh, he made his, his return in the Clone Wars and made a play for himself and came up against Palpatine and didn't go so well. And so now he's that villain who hates everybody and hates everything, but because everything hates me. Right. Yeah. So, with this characteriz- characterization of Maul in the cartoon, is it? It's like more than he possibly could have ever had in that first movie, right? Well, that's the interesting thing, and that's why I. That's the. That's the, what I think is interesting is in the news. Like, yes, they're going to loop it into Tatooine. Whoop de do. But I find it interesting how much that this cartoon is sort of relying on bits and pieces of other Star Wars stuff instead of doing its own thing. Hmm. Um, yeah, Darth Maul showed up in The Phantom Menace. He had a couple of lines. Had a, uh, yeah, it was entertaining, the lightsaber fight. It wasn't like you know, a lot of dorks on the internet or that sword fighting doesn't make much sense, but it was fun to watch. It was a cool scene. Yeah. And then they cut him in half and he died. Right. But in the cartoons, they brought him back. He got some robot legs for a while. He was crazy. He got better robot legs. Basically branched out this whole character into it. And now he's a major part sort of of both cartoons, of the old Clone Wars one, and now the older Maul in in Star Wars Rebels. So as I was saying, I find it interesting that they need to rely on this. The last season of Rebels, especially season two, relied really heavily on throwbacks to the previous cartoon series. A bunch of old characters or rather characters from the previous show have shown up older. Uh, Rex, the clone commando, showed up again as old Rex with a beard. Ah. Uh, Ahsoka, Anakin's Padawan from Clone Wars. Whatever happened to her? Now we found out because she's in Rebels. It sort of seems like Rebels is occupying a weird place where its story is just a vehicle for a lot of other Star Wars stories. Okay. But, I mean, it ties into so much, right? Like, there's, uh, what is it, Kanan? There's, there's, well, see, it ties into a whole bunch of stories they're telling, 
but none of it seems to carry into the actual Star Wars movies. Like, does it matter to you? Like, you haven't, you've watched some of them, I think. I have bits and pieces, yeah. yeah. Does it matter to you at all that Darth Maul actually survived The Phantom Menace? Uh, it, it's kind of neat, but it's not enough to make me watch the cartoon, because, partly because I know it has no impact on any of the stuff that's appeared since. Right. Which is so far, anyway. There's no impact. And that's what I find a little bit strange. See, like we've seen with Marvel, their shared universe thing, everything affects each other. Their movies affect one another, the TV shows affect one another. Was it Age of Ultron that started, where they had the bad guy from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was there? Yeah. And then in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, they found Loki's scepter, like, from the movie. None of that happens in Star Wars. This Ahsoka Tano is this huge, like, she's a fan favorite, she's Anakin's Padawan, that's so crazy, that relationship doesn't exist in the movies. Like, there's room that she could have just been off-camera or something, but if you, all you're doing is watching the Star Wars movies, this character doesn't apply. Right. Now, the one place where I would uh, hazard to contradict you here is that we know that Saw Gerrera is going to be in Rogue One. Saw Gerrera is going to be in, in Rogue One, but and I'm curious to see if anything that happened to his cartoon character from the Clone Wars actually matters. I feel, I mean, we don't know. We haven't seen yeah. Rogue One, which is a source of deep personal pain to me, <laughs> but we're counting down. Um, I'm hoping that they'll throw back to it a little, but I feel like it might just be kind of like a, you know, a wink and a nod to the fans. But isn't that enough? Well, it's enough, but wouldn't it be cooler if they had more of a shared universe thing, like what Marvel yeah. was doing? If these characters were showing up in each other's things and the decisions they were making affected decisions that were made in other parts. I feel like they're missing an opportunity there. And it's weird because I mean it's the same. It's Disney. It's the same group. I mean, I guess Lucasfilm is separate from Marvel, but they know what works. Yeah, I mean it's a little different because it's a cartoon. So that uh, in itself, for some reason, doesn't lend itself to these sorts of crossovers the way live action stuff does. I'm not sure why, but that tends to be the the standard. It seems. I don't know. I don't know if. I don't know how much it matters. Like if if the cartoon is good in its own right and it's expanding stuff that's happening outside of the stories and sort of loosely connecting with them or or like with Darth Maul finishing off sort of semi-loose plot threads from the movies I'm I'm kind of okay with that it's like if you want to know about more about Darth Maul you can and there's more out there for you yeah. that's a good point in any case season three is airing now it looks like I mean, we're expecting they're going to bring back Obi-Wan Kenobi for another showdown with Maul which will be great his character was really well portrayed in the Clone Wars actually it gives him a lot of depth that isn't in the movies so maybe that's something yeah uh, but it's on it's a Disney XD over here in Canada I think is how you can catch it uh, it's worth your time. Take a look. Number four. So, uh, carrying on with Disney, although going in a completely different vein, they have started... Their, their latest thing is taking their old cartoons and making them live action. So, they did it with, you know, Sleeping Beauty, although it was from Maleficent's perspective, which I think yeah. Yeah. is kind of a, a, a more worthwhile way of doing it. It's like taking the cartoon, but giving you a different perspective on it. Right, making kind of a different story. Yeah. But they haven't really been doing that since then. Cinderella was just Cinderella. Uh, Jungle Book was just Jungle Book. There was, like, little different twists in them, but not enough to warrant a different title or a different, you know... It's not a different version of the movie. It's not going to enhance your uh, experience of the animated version. It's just a different version of the same story. Which doesn't seem to be hurting it. Jungle no, Book is a hit. Definitely, yeah. It was a huge hit. They're already planning a sequel. In that same vein, though, they're, they're, they recently announced that they're going to be doing a live-action version of The Lion King. 
The Lion King. Yeah, so I don't think there's a release date for it set, but it's in the works. There's also a Beauty and the Beast movie that's coming out next year and a Mulan movie that's being announced. Ooh, I'd watch Mulan. Yeah, uh, I want to get to Mulan. Uh, Beauty and the Beast looks interesting, but it looks like it'll just be, you know, really... It'll be just be the same movie, except there'll be actual humans instead of cartoons. There'll be humans interacting with cartoon uh, uh, talking clocks and teacups and whatever. Right. Yeah, and, and Jungle Book, like, yes, it was live action, but it was all talking animals and stuff, too, right? It's not... But at least you can put the word live action on it because you've got the the boy there and the sets are mostly real. I don't know how, what they're going to do with The Lion King. Like, isn't it just going to be computer animated? That, that's, like, just an animated movie, but a different type of animation? That's a good point. There's There are no human characters in that not entire... A hmm... Some lions, a warthog, a meerkat, I think. Yeah, and a some bunch of hyenas. Bunch of hyenas. Huh. So is it really live action if everyone in there is... I mean, presumably they're going to cast these actors and do some motion capture. So is that enough? I mean... Remember for The Hobbit, they made Benedict Cumberbatch crawl around like he was a dragon. I don't know why, guess, but they did it. I guess. I mean, it's not like... Like, let's say they cast, I don't know, Idris Elba as Scar... It's not like he knows how to walk like a lion any better than the animators do. Which is yeah, which is exactly my point on why I thought the dragon thing was silly. Exactly. But, but apparently it was sort of modeled on his face. His face was a dragon, so... I, I, mean, that's I, I mean, fine. I don't think you're wrong. I'm just trying to play devil's yeah. advocate. I'm trying to find it. I mean, the only other thing I can think of is if they shoot in actual locations and then put animated animals in those locations... But does that really count? I mean, they did that with the last Pixar movie, The Good Dinosaur, where it was a much more cartoony animation style, but it was all set in real-world locations. Hmm. But no one calls that live action. No, they don't. And maybe another question is, if that's all you're doing, does it matter? Why yeah. do you need to remake this movie again if you're like, if all you're doing is drawing them on photographs instead of on an animated background? I mean, it's not like the quality of the animation doesn't hold up. It's right. Disney. Yeah. That's still a very watchable movie. And it's going to be the same songs. I'm sure there's going to be some tweaks to the plot to make it at least, I don't know, to try and justify a different version. But I'm, a, I'm, I don't know, I'm a little skeptical. That being said, it is going to be directed by John Favreau, who did Jungle Book and is best known for directing Iron Man. Mm. So he's got a pretty solid resume. And if he thinks this is worth doing, maybe it is. Well, yeah, but if somebody tells you we'll give you $60 million to reshoot The Lion King, I mean, it doesn't matter what they're asking me to reshoot. I'll give it my best shot. Okay, but it's not like John Favreau is hurting for work, and it's not like he's hurting for money. He's in a position where he could have possibly turned it down if he didn't think it was a good idea. So you're saying that John Favreau must see something in this. Yeah. I mean, did, he, saying... did the, he did The Jungle Book too, right? Yeah. Did he see something in The Jungle Book that really... I guess he must have. I mean, I haven't talked to the guy, but he, he was involved. I've seen clips online where he was sort of doing the, the in-character stuff as Baloo. Like, he was on set swimming around with the kid, pretending to be Baloo the bear. And then they, you know, animated over him with uh, you know, the, the animation and, and Bill Murray's voice. I think the director was also the, the mocap character. Well, the... he wasn't the... He was in the water acting with the kid. So the kid had someone to look at and someone to act off of. Oh, well, okay. That's, yeah. that's fair. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, 
hmm, I don't know how that's going to work in an all-animal environment. You're yeah. not going to have a kid. You're not going to... And I I mean, some people have been saying maybe they'll get actual animals and bring them onto the, the set and, I don't know, put peanut butter in their mouths to make them talk or something. <laughs> I don't think they do but, that anymore. I, yeah, exactly. I don't think PETA's bound to, to let that happen. Is that is that actually ever how it worked? I think it worked with Mr. Ed that way. Man, that's a dated reference. But yeah, the Mr. Ed... That's where that horse. reference comes from. Yeah. But I think that's sort of the happy version of how they made them... <laughs> I, I refuse... There's no electric shock thing. I don't think that's true. All right. They put peanut butter on his teeth and they made him talk. Much better. That's exactly what happened. Now, going to Mulan, before we, we go off, they've announced a, a release date for that. I don't think... As far as I could see, they don't have a director. They don't have a cast. It's all just writers and producers attached to it so far. Uh, I don't know about this one either. I mean, you you were excited about it. Yeah, I mean, it seems more... Re- I mean, I like the setting, I like the story, and it, it has people in it. Like- yeah. <laughs> it definitely warrants a live-action movie. Now, I don't know if... Like, I, I think it, it could be a really cool, interesting story. It's based on an actual legend. There's There's stuff to be mined there. But I don't know if Disney are the people to make a live-action version of it. I mean, is Mushu the talking dragon going to be in it? Is it... And, I mean, we're going to go into some delicate territory here. This is going to be a movie with an all-Asian cast. Mm. Do we know for sure it's an all-Asian cast? Because they're bad at that. That is a really good question. Yeah. We don't even know that. They said they're casting a... a, Looking for a Chinese woman to play Mulan. They're doing, like, an international casting search for it. I don't know. I don't know. Will that... If they do it properly, let's say it's a full Asian cast of all these Asian characters, and maybe Eddie Murphy as Mushu the Dragon again. (laughs) (laughs) Now, assuming that happens, is a North American audience, is that going to be a draw to them? Are they going to come out to see that? I'd like to think they would. I'd like to see that as the, you know, the better nature of humankind, that we're getting better and not needing, I, I don't know. I what mean, what, what you're referencing yeah. is that, what you're referencing is that the stereotype is that you need North American actors and actresses to sell a movie. Yeah, you need is a that, star. Is that a lot of times people don't go to see a movie, they go to see a Scarlett Johansson movie. Right. Um, just picking that name out of the air for some reason. <laughs> I feel like, you know, with the Disney on it and a movie like, you know, a title like Mulan, like a lot of people have seen Mulan, I feel like if they want to sell a movie like that, that'll do it. Uh, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the camp of why shoot these live action. The cartoons are still so charming. Yeah, they haven't gone anywhere. With Mulan, I don't know. I don't know. It'll mm. be interesting. I, I'm interested to see how they advertise it and how they promote it to see if if they can do it without stars. Number three on the list. Speaking of movies, well, movies and video games actually. Uh, Gears of War. We've talked about it on the show before. It's the it's sort of futuristic, sort of sci-fi shooter from the mind of Cliff Blazinski in Epic Games. It's a, the Xbox uh, flagship. Hell of a name. Yeah, Cliffy B. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's the, the soldiers of the COG, the coalition-ordered government versus the evil alien locust, and these sort of popped-collar brogers <laughs> fight these aliens um, it, it, with gratuitous violence. Um, Gears of War 4, the fifth game in the series, is coming out next week. And as part of the announcements for it, they've released that they're getting hard to work on Gears of War, the movie. Okay, now, what do we know about it so far? We know that it's going to be a series of still images displayed at high sequence in order to create the illusion of movement. So what you're saying is, we don't know anything. It sounds like they don't know anything. Ah. People have asked them, like, well, how closely is it going to be tied to the games? And he said, well, you know, sometimes games are games, and sometimes movies are movies, but sometimes movies are games, and sometimes <laughs> games aren't movies. I'm reading this article, it's like, 
Man, this, these guys get paid by the word, I guess. <laughs> uh, we don't know anything about it. And we're feeling, I mean, here at Geek Top 5, we're feeling a little bit sore because video games and movies do not traditionally go well together. Yeah. Um, you don't remember I was trying to get everyone to watch Kingsglaive, that movie that you didn't watch. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't recommend it either. It was not great. And uh, nobody remembers Warcraft, which came out in June. It was that recent. Which, you know, was not as bad a bad movie as uh, people said, I thought. It had its charms. I suppose. It was huge in China. Another movie that should have been a cartoon and kind of almost kind was. Kind of was, yeah. Um, but it's just a long, sad history. There's something, I think, about the storytelling in an interactive experience versus a passive experience that you can't satisfy. Like, you can't satisfy the people who want it to be passive and you can't satisfy the people who want it to be interactive when you try to cross those wires. Yeah. So, if the video game people aren't going to be happy with the movie format, and the movie people aren't going to be happy with the video game format, then you're making a product for nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing about it is that, I don't know, it, it, do we need a movie about gritty space marines fighting giant insect zombie monsters? I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's it's just very similar to a lot of stuff that's it, already out there. It sounds like pretty low-hanging fruit. I, the only thing that sets it apart is the franchise. But are the people? Do the people who play Gears of War want to see it in the movie? Um, and it's I could think back when I was a kid when it's like I always wanted to see a Mario Brothers movie. I still kind of do, by the way. But I even before the Mario Brothers movie, right. I recognized that like making it a Hollywood movie wouldn't be the way to do it. What I wanted to see was sort of that world brought to life, quote unquote, which is. Actually, brought to life is a term that the movie industry uses a lot to, yeah. for something they display on this two-dimensional screen. Uh, um, so I, I wanted that to be brought to life so that I could be a part of it. But if it's a passive form of entertainment, if it's a movie, if it's an hour and a half of me sitting in a chair watching it happen, like I'm just going to go play it. I don't I need it to be a movie. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, and I've definitely been proven wrong on this, but I am not really all that interested in sitting back and watching other people play a video game i know that twitch is huge i know in in korea there's like tv stations yeah, yeah, devoted you're, to you're behind the times old man i know it just seems like i i don't know i have no interest in it it's it's boring and you know all the sort of storytelling quirks that work when you're playing it are, are exposed when you're just sitting there watching you're like this is boring this is expositional this is dragging it out and that is painfully obvious when it goes to a movie format. Yeah. Now, take that, magnify it even further. Gears of War is not known for its thrilling story twists. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's known <laughs> for its grenades, right? Gears of War is known for the chainsaw gun. Sure, yeah. Chainsaw gun is great. Mm -hmm. It's a gun with a chainsaw on it. I mean, just... It appeals to that 14-year-old lunatic right. inside of us. Inside um, of us all. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of us. <laughs> but, um... No, there's no deep characters here. There's no plot motivation. Like, there's just just bros with guns and aliens who hate them. Yeah. And that's really it. So, what, like, of all the video games to turn into a movie, I mean, obviously what they're doing is they're taking the franchise, and they're hoping that that franchise gets, like, a certain number of sales for the people who will buy, who will buy a ticket just because it says Gears of War on it. But I can tell you right now, this movie isn't going to make money. And there have to be smarter people than me in the industry who can affect these decisions or are going to say, you're going to spend more money on this than you're going to make. So if it, But, I mean, they might 
counter with if it increases brand recognition and awareness, then maybe it's worth it. Maybe if it sells more copies of the video games, it balances out somehow. Which I love, because is that where we are in the world right now, where a multi-million dollar movie is essentially a commercial for a video game? See, to me, I feel like, hey, video games won. (laughs) So that's cool. I don't know about this. Um, We will probably talk about it again as we hear more. If it goes forward, somehow I doubt it. It doesn't seem like a good idea. Number two, uh, Warren Ellis, uh, having cut a bloody swath through his rivals, has seized his throne as the king of Wildstorm Comics. Okay. So, <laughs> so Warren Ellis, is, uh, he's probably best known for Transmetropolitan, right? Yeah. This is, um, if you've seen the, 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 this is Spider Jerusalem, if you've seen the comics with the bald guy, he's got the glasses where one lens is red and one's green. Yeah, it's sort of hard to explain, but it's about a, a journalist in a super futuristic city covering the, the political games there. It was about 60 issues, it's incredible. He's done a bunch of other stuff, he's, he's sort of a mad genius comic book writer, he's written a couple of novels, also really out there, but interesting and hilarious. And uh, he actually got his start at Wildstorm Comics before it was purchased by DC. Yeah, this is complicated. I want you to run this by me. Let me let me try and... This might take a bit. All right. So a bunch of uh, comic book artists at Marvel decided to get together and leave Marvel and create their own comic book company because they realized that their art was what was driving most of the sales on the comic books. So they left, started their own company, created a bunch of new characters. Then each one of them decided instead of that, that, that new company was called Image, and uh, each of the creators eventually decided to break off just a little bit and make their own pockets of the Image universe. Wildstorm was Jim Lee's version of that. It had comic books like uh, Wildcats, which was popular enough that it had its own Saturday morning cartoon for a while. Uh, then there was Stormwatch and uh, The Authority and comics like that. Uh, that were a bit more edgy and explored a darker side to the the whole superhero comics thing. And Warren Ellis was ended up being a, a bit of an architect on those. Like The Authority is an incredible comic book, and he was the brains behind it when it launched. Eventually, Jim Lee needed some money. He started working with DC Comics. Eventually, sold the whole kit and caboodle to DC Comics, with the, the exception that he got to be made an executive editor at DC. So now all of his stuff is part of DC. He's partly in charge of DC, and they started bringing in certain characters into the DC universe proper, which is a long DC tradition of buying other companies' characters and adding it to their own universe. Right. That brings us up to today. <laughs> now. Uh, a few months ago, they the DC Comics gave uh, a chunk of control of four comic book titles to Gerard Way, the former lead singer of the band My Chemical Romance. Okay. So he's got his own four-issue little mini-universe. Four, not issue, but four-title mini-universe. Now they're doing the same thing with Warren Ellis. He's getting a bunch of these Wildstorm titles, gets to move them out of the DC universe proper, so it seems, right. and do whatever he wants with them. So, it's only four titles, but Warren Ellis' Mad Genius is going to be the architect of this and, and deciding exactly what happens with these titles. Right. So, do I know any of these characters? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless you saw the Wildcats cartoon, you probably don't. All right. So, it's going to be new stuff. But, I mean, I have, you know, we have read Transmetropolitan. He also yeah. did. He's done some stuff that we've read. We know he's really, he, he's a really compelling 
comic book creator. Definitely. Uh, I feel like it's sort of like when we were teenagers, it appealed in the same way that Fight Club kind of appealed. Yeah, a little sort subversive. Of a, yeah, fight the establishment kind of way of doing things. So it won't be your traditional rah-rah, you know, superhero capes and tights kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and he's given, it sounds like he's been given kind of free reign, so... And it seems like this is DC's new thing. I mean, judging by this and, and the young animal stuff with uh, Gerard Way, they're getting these sort of auteur creators to put their own stamp on it, where they don't have to interact with, you know, Superman and Batman and make sure it all fits in that continuity. Just do what they want with the titles and try and give them more creative control, which is interesting. Uh, it's It's a bold move, and it's something that could have like huge rewards yeah it could give an opportunity for some really cool stuff to grow do we know anything about when some of this is coming out i don't have that information all right so (laughs) it's just getting rolling but we hope to read some of that soon number one ah number one so (laughs) suicide squad is it's in the news again I, i can't believe it what they're doing with suicide squad is it's coming out soon and they said please buy it please buy it because nobody went to see it in the theater well, that's not quite true. It's it not quite true. Quite a bit of money in theaters, but based entirely on an advertising campaign. And I feel like what we're going to be talking about is just another clever advertising, advertising campaign. campaign. Um, it's Listen, uh, cut to the chase. It's getting an extended cut. Just like Batman vs. Superman Just did. like Batman vs. Superman did. Starting a trend where DC can release a crappy movie in theaters, and then they get one more chance to fix it up before it's you know, for home consumption. Yeah. Now, I haven't seen the extended cut of Bat vs. Soups, but I hear it addresses a lot of the things that are wrong in that movie. It explains the whole Africa thing and why Superman got blamed. It adds The, the Batman vs. Super one adds half an hour to the movie. Right. The Suicide Squad one is adding 13 minutes. What I don't understand about Batman vs. Superman, that movie was already incredibly long. Like, how could they have a half hour to cut out of it and then add back in? It sounds like it could have used a reduced and reorganized cut. That, yeah. the best yeah. way to do it. Um, Suicide Squad also, I thought, kind of had a lot of stuff in it that didn't matter. A lot of long stretches of nothing happening. I don't know that more nothing happening is going to do anything. We don't know for certain, but one thing that they've been talking about is that a lot of the stuff that was cut from Suicide Squad was stuff involving the Joker. Mm-hmm. And the Joker was, pardon, a, a joke in that movie. There was basically no reason, and the cut we saw in the theater, yeah. there was no reason for his character to be present. No, um, he was good. Like I like Jared Leto as him. He added a, an interesting energy to the scenes that he was in. Yeah. You don't think so? I don't think so. But I can, <sighs> but I don't. I'm not. Like it. It didn't insult me. It, right. It just wasn't my cup of tea. I I just think um you know more of him fleshing him out. He he was one of the better parts of the movie, even though he had no impact on it. <laughs> he he was interesting. Uh, so maybe more of him is good. Maybe, you know, all the crazy stories we heard about Jared Leto in the promotion of the movie, we'll actually get to see more of that on screen. Now, on the other hand, I've also heard that some of the new stuff we're talking about is more Harleen Quinzel stuff, which Just is... Just call her Harley Quinn. <laughs> well, the difference being that this is before she becomes ah, Harley okay. Quinn. We're going to see more of the, like, Joker and her as the psychologist. Right. Which I totally believe, because one of the only good things to come out of this movie was Harley Quinn. She was a big hit. Yeah. Um, she's going to be very popular this Halloween. Oh, yeah. And they're talking about giving her her own movie. So if they want to, you know, blow her character up a little bit, make it as cool as possible, I believe that, too. So that's happening. Taking it back a step, there's also the thought of, like, this is feels very strange for movies, like, how frequently they're adding these extended cuts. And yes, one way to interpret it is saying, well, one more chance to try and get it right. But it occurred to me, you know, like in video games, video games get patches all the time. 
Right. They'll release a game and something will be wrong, or they want to add some content or change stuff. They'll patch it and try to make it better. And that seems totally normal to me. So why not patch a movie? Why does huh. it seem so strange? That's an interesting take. And I don't know that I have a good answer for it. Other than that, you just don't do it, you know? It is it is what it is. You put the movie out and that's... that's right? The... It feels like a movie released in the theater is like a self-contained unit of art. Yeah. And that's what you got, that's what you paid for, and that's what you get. And it feels like the people's reaction to people messing with the movie is always very hostile. I mean, the great example is the Star Wars movies have been messed right. with so many times to enhance and recut and do like stupid Greedo shot first thing. If you release a movie and it gets a lukewarm reaction, but there are other ways you could have done it, why not? The thing is, though, I think one of the key words here is that it's an extended cut. It's, it means they're taking the exact same movie and adding a few scenes. What I would have been more interested in is a director's cut, where the director got to go back in and adjust the entire movie so it fits the vision he set out with to begin with. Right, but then you run the risk of running into a Blade Runner situation where you have 19 versions of the same movie and can't keep them straight. I suppose, but what I think of is another Ridley Scott movie, Kingdom of Heaven. That's a movie starring oh. Orlando Bloom. And it came out, it was like a two-hour movie, and it was not what Ridley Scott wanted. He had this huge three-hour epic in mind, and when it came out on, on DVD, he added all that stuff in for a director's cut, and it is a much better movie. Yeah, absolutely. That that was so much better. At all. Yeah. I loved it. And so this feels like another instance of, of sort of studio meddling with Suicide Squad. Absolutely. You, well, yeah. I mean, we don't know that for a fact, but that definitely seems to be the popular impression. <laughs> There's a mountain of evidence, just right. no, but no guilty sentence. Right. I mean, it's like the Fantastic Four movie that came out uh, a few years ago now, directed by Josh Trank. That is, like, unquestionably, a lot of studio meddling happened there. I wouldn't be surprised if five, ten years down the line, they take another kick at the can and let Josh Trank go back and edit the movie the way he originally intended. And they that way they get to make a bit more money off the movie, and maybe we'll get to see an actually good Fantastic Four movie. Well, let's not go crazy. Well, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't count on it, but maybe... Anyway, those sorts of uh, extended versions, I'm fine with. It's these ones where they just seem like, it's like I don't know. It, sometimes it seems like they're taking the deleted scenes section from the extra features right. and just cutting them into the movie. Yeah. When a lot of times there's a reason why the scenes were deleted. So eh, we'll have to see how they are. With only 13 minutes of extra stuff, I can't imagine it dramatically changes the movie. Right. But if you were, if Suicide Squad happened to hit you right in just the right place, or you're one of those few rare people, this cool edition of it is coming out. So, that was the top five stuff that we thought was pretty awesome this week. I will be right back with our special guest segment, so please stay tuned. Welcome to the second half of Geek Top 5. This week we've got another one of our exciting Top 5 roundtables where we brought five people together to discuss one topic. This week it's the CW DC TV shows. So can we call that the DC CW universe? Is this all... I like just DCW. I think that, that simplifies Ooh, everything. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> so essentially we've always said Marvel's ruling the movies but DC is ruling the TV. Four nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> they're in a really good place right now. <laughs> and I guess their stuff's just... The new seasons are all starting just now. Between everyone here, are we all caught up? 
Well, I mean, there's only been two so, so far. Flash and Arrow. Yeah. Flash and Arrow, yeah. I've seen Flash, but not Arrow. I've seen both. Yeah. I've seen both. All right, then we're all caught up. Okay. And I rewatched the finales from last season. That is a hard call there. So but I actually from Flash, I did not remember. That's why I rewatched. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yes. All right, so let's go in. So our obviously well-educated panel of experts. Who are we talking to? Stella, Kylie, Zinny, and Graham and Jesse. Right, somewhat less well-educated experts. <laughs> Still happy to be here. Uh, can we first say which of the shows we all watch? I watch all four. I watch Arrow, Flash, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. All right. I, as well, I watch everything except Arrow. I would say I'm mainly Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, I've seen a bit of, and Arrow, I've seen crossover episodes. Yeah, crossovers only. So which one's the best? Flash. Arrow. Oh, oh. Wow. Okay, uh, I'm saying Flash right now. 100% Flash. Um, I have high hopes for season two of Supergirl. I'm hoping it's going to be good. Um, Arrow was the original, and it was really good. I just found that last season I kind of got No, lost. last season was terrible. Yes, yes. <laughs> last season was terrible, but if you watched the premiere... It's way better already. Way better already. Yeah. They've gone back to the gritty original premise. Yeah. No more Hocus Pocus and no more <laughs> yeah. mushy Stephen Amell. Yeah. And it, yeah, and I think, we're, it, I think we're, it's going to be a good season. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm cautiously optimistic about maybe DC's Legends of Tomorrow will That's get true. better. Yeah. They've gotten rid of some of the worst characters. And but they also got rid of the best character, Captain Ooh. Cold. Captain Cold you, was the yes, best. Yes, Wentworth Miller, I oh. really liked him. But he he's going to be back. He's, yeah, he's signed on. For but like, he's not going to be back in every episode. But at least they got episode. rid of the Hawk people. Because they were, <laughs> they the, were the worst. They were the worst. Other than Ray Palmer, who they still need to get rid of desperately. I don't, I, they have to stop making him so silly. Yeah, when he was on Arrow, he, he wasn't was as he was silly. Better. Yeah, he's and they've made him silly. But they're still bird people. I mean, there's only so far you can take that, right? Yeah, well, I don't their know. story was just repetitive, yeah. and they just, they weren't good. And nonsensical, and yeah. they had magical solutions to things. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, and I really ended up watching Legends of Tomorrow only because there's crossover yeah. episodes, and I figured I have to follow it, and that's really the only reason I, I finished the, the season. I liked the conceit of it, and I liked some of the episodes a lot, and I liked some of the characters a lot. It's just I feel like it's only going to get better. <laughs> so how, how did everyone start watching the shows? I started watching Arrow because of the reviews that the critics of... gave it. No, I didn't know who Stephen Amell was. It was because of the abs, though, right? I, mean... <laughs> I didn't know who Stephen Amell was, but everyone said, well, first of all, he was from Toronto. So, But the original um, reviews before the show even premiered, the critics said, this could be a hit, this could be a hit. So I thought, okay, Toronto boy, I'll watch. And the first episode just totally got me. I okay. loved the first step. I still watch the pilot occasionally. I love the pilot. Wow. Yeah. That's selling me. I haven't really yeah. watched any Arrow. But... I know, she's doing a better job of selling it than I did. <laughs> <laughs> and second season of, of Arrow, I think, is, is the probably best. the best season of that genre of television ever. Wow. I'm telling you, season two. Right. Yeah. Wilson, we'll watch the so good. Absolutely. Sorry. So what about it got you is what I'm curious about. Like My impression of the Green Arrow was always that he was kind of a... Kind of a joke. You know, there's a, there's a problem, and he had an yeah. arrow with something on the tip of it Trick that solved arrows. the problem. Yeah. No, it was the, the, the way they wrote the characters, the, particularly his evolution. Uh, I mean, when, he, when Arrow started, he was a really conflicted man in terrible pain, and, I mean, he was an angry 
Killer. Killer. <laughs> An angry killer who suddenly had to go back to his original life and with his family where everybody was normal. And he somehow had to learn to live in that world and at the same time live in this secret world and, and still be the killer. So it was the, the conflict between the two personalities. So he's kind of fascinating. So he's kind of Batman if suddenly his he's, parents were alive. Yes. He's very much Batman. Yes. They, they went very Batman with his character in, in the Even first, the voice. Even, yeah, and even the Razal Ghoul in season three. Like they, they're, yes. they're very much doing him as Batman. Hmm. And less of the campy trick arrows and all of that from the comics. There are things that like you can see Ollie from the comics in him more so than newer seasons than the old than the old seasons. Right. The old seasons is very much Batman. From from a comic book perspective, Green Arrow was always a Batman knockoff, so it's sort mm-hmm. of appropriate that now he's yeah. a knockoff on the TV show too. Although I guess less so these days. <laughs> but in the old days, he had an Arrow cave. He had a kid sidekick Car, who yeah. dressed like him, an Arrow mobile. <laughs> he in when. Batman got super campy in the 60s. Arrow went super campy. Eventually, they made they changed him up so he would be less of a knockoff and made him uh, this sort of like left-wing social justice warrior, the original More political social... political Batman. Yeah. yeah. He and, and Green uh, Lantern traveled the country, and Green Lantern's this like old-school conservative army guy, and... Green Arrow's trying to show him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Which, is, it's, which is Diggle. His, which is, yeah. yeah. Okay, and that's a character created for the show. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Diggle? Yeah. <laughs> who has now been put into the comic. Yes. Yeah. And the funny thing is he's named after Andy Diggle, who was a writer on year the comics. Yeah, comic. he wrote yeah. year one. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I was, I've never been a huge Green Arrow fan, but I've always, you know, I respect the character. What put me off of... Arrow, the TV show, from day one was the fact that they didn't call it Green Arrow. That they called it Arrow, and it seemed like they were that intentionally... That like such a random thing to It bugs me. But there. he slowly built up, because he went from the hood guy yeah. to... He was, he was the vigilante, then he became the Arrow, then he became, he became Green, Green Arrow. Arrow. Now he's Green Arrow. But just calling the show Arrow, it just felt like they were intentionally trying to distance themselves from the comic things, and that... that but they didn't. They the really had planned to build up to him becoming well, did, the Green Arrow. Did you have an evolving. issue with them calling Smallville Smallville, not Superman? No, because he had the Superman logo burned onto his chest and all the posters. <laughs> there was no hiding the yeah. Superman well, there. Arrow, you did you know watch the Green Arrow? Not really. I've seen no. a couple episodes yeah. here and there. I, but... I watched like a smattering. And I watched the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're a better superhero fan I than know, we are. Yeah. I know, but you talking about Arrow, I'm like, I should rewatch Arrow again. <laughs> I did this summer. No, no. <laughs> okay, so Arrow is the serious one. Apparently yes. it's, it's sort of waffled a little, but they're back to it, being serious. They're back to back being serious. serious. And, that's, and the Flash is the lighthearted the, the one? The Flash oh is just fluffy. a delight. It's Smallville. Yeah. It's the same caliber, but I think, as Smallville. But it's much funnier yeah. and I think kind of cuter than yes. Smallville. Because yeah. Smallville got into some really... Smallville kind of like, soap opera-ish, Yeah, I it was think. very melodramatic at points. But I find Flash also gets kind of silly at points. Yeah. It does. It gets very silly. But also, Barry Allen... At least the way he is in the show is a more fun character. Yes, oh, he's Clark ador- Kent and he's adorable. Ever allowed he's, to be. He's, he's, he's so undeniably adorable. adorable. So yes. adorable, literally puppy. Clark yeah. Kent in any Superman is just always kind of dull. Yeah, yeah I he's agree. He's not allowed to be funny. He has he's no just, character. He's just yeah. like a nice guy. He's an upstanding. <laughs> he's this citizen. guy by yeah. pushing the glasses on the yeah. forehead. So is the Flash doing that, or is he just? Well, the, he, he wears them. No, his the, face is pretty much covered. Yeah, yeah. but he also does this thing where he vibrates really yeah. quickly, so, so you, you can't, can't see, and his his voice vibrates. Yeah. All but yeah. I did have an issue in the <laughs> first episode of this season. This where, season, yeah, this season, season three, where. 
he where Kid Mask, uh, Kid Flash is like thrown into the dumpster, and then mm-hmm. he goes and he takes his mask off, and he's like, <gasps> but it's like Kid Flash's mask does not cover that much of his face, <laughs> and there's his whole, absolutely. Like, He's like it covers like an inch of yeah. his face yeah. around yeah. his eyes. There's no way he wouldn't be like, "That's my friend Wally that I just <laughs> saw recently. He's wearing a costume." And if we're going to talk about the premiere episode of Flash, could someone explain to me what Barry Allen changed in the past that all of a sudden Iris and Joe aren't on speaking terms? It's like a butterfly effect. Right. But what did they well, did nothing? He went right back to the time that the yeah, the reverse flash killed his mother. So he went back to the exact point in time. But maybe it was slightly different. Maybe it was like a second later, and that's what, like maybe because time. Maybe since Joe didn't have to raise uh, Barry, Barry with her. he became yeah. an alcoholic or something. But no, I don't she's know. He goes back to no, no. his oh. present at the oh. end. Oh, no, at the end. And he, Wally and Joe are there, and he's like, where's Iris? And they're like, don't talk about Iris. Iris, you know, Iris <laughs> and Joe right, haven't right, spoken right, in two right, years. Right, right. What changed? Well, I guess, I guess, I don't know if that's what Reverse Flash, he brought him back, but then Reverse Flash changed something in there. I don't know. It, it, uh, I guess they'll probably have some sort of... I hope they, so, I hope they explain like that. there's going to be something slightly off in, like, any of So has the supervillain's plot been reduced to breaking up this friendship? Like, is that... Is that the sinister plan for this season? I honestly hope he breaks it up completely. (laughs) I'm just saying, it seems like it's a bit of a way from the telepathic gorilla. (laughs) Yeah, well, we don't know yet. There hasn't really, they haven't said anything about who the villain this year is. They haven't said nothing. I can't remember. I thought I read something on that. Well, like, the evil Flash from the Flash Flash stuff. Rival. Rival, who's now... Alchemy? Alchemy. Alchemy. That's what I'm thinking of, yeah. yeah. And I guess Reverse Flash is back now. Yeah. He's sort yeah. of around. But in the Legends of Tomorrow trailer, Reverse Flash shows up in that, so I think he's around still somewhere. He must somewhere. be some sort of connecting thread. Yeah, I think he's a connecting bad guy. So we just don't know yet. Yeah. They're still going to build up yeah. to it. Okay. Still miss Zoom. So what's happening in Legends of Tomorrow? <laughs> so handsome. Can so. I just say what my problem with Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> yes, yes, has please. always been? I'm please. a Doctor Who fan. Uh, yeah. that's, it's a Doctor Who meets Guard of the Galaxy, right? It's, it's, so I see Rory yeah. is who he I see. So badass Rory. Okay, sorry. Rory is... One of the companions. One of okay. Doctor Who's companions. One gotcha. of the best companions. He so plays he... Rip Hunter, who gathers the Legends uh, of Tomorrow he's together. he's a time agent. Right. Yeah, time, time master. 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 So it's so basically same. same as a time war. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so it's like a bad ripoff. <laughs> to be fair, that's from the comics, so there's some but precedent for it. But it's still hard, so then they shouldn't have cast that actor. I mean, <laughs> but he's it's a good actor. I know. <laughs> he's great. He's got the experience. He's yeah. Like, so I still I, I that got me right away. I thought I can't I can't call him a time master. I can't. It's Rory. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have any issue with any of like the concepts of it. It was just the relationships of the characters that yeah. really got me. The terrible Ray Palmer and, and Hawk Girl. Girl. The Hawk Girl romance terrible. was just actually actress, painful to terrible. live through. Yeah. yeah, it was really it was bad. The kinds of moments where you actually get embarrassed and have to look at your phone for a little while <laughs> because you're embarrassed of what is happening on so, the TV. Secondhand embarrassment. I love Victor Garber. Yeah. Oh, He's great. Love so Victor Garber. He's great. Captain Cold was fantastic. Went with Miller, with Miller and yep. even um, Heat Wave was great. Yeah. Though I so don't really the, see like Firestorm is so powerful. He could basically solve any of the problems <laughs> that they have. There's really no need for anyone else. So Firestorm is a character who's like the nuclear man. He's got all these yeah. crazy powers, but the the trick to it is that it's two people who have to be to to they fuse together, right? And right. they become this one entity, uh, and so. 
half the episodes where there was some conceit that kept them apart. They were always yeah, right. going oh, on different the, missions. What was the purpose of having Robbie and Mel be the the Firestorm so originally? I think, I think, I think it would be sad. I think what yeah. happened with that possibly is that he got X-Files and he was on X-Files and I think oh. that's what happened is that he left. So he just had to leave. I think that's what it was and that's how they kind of they killed so, him off and, and made him. a new yeah. Firestorm. Yeah. So they could keep killing Caitlin Snow's soul. So <laughs> to explain, there's two Firestorms. There's Firestorm where it's Victor Garber and Robbie Amell combining, and that was in the Flash. In the Flash. It was a big plot line there. And then when they got the whole of their series, and Robbie Amell has become this big time actor, I guess. He had a, he got of. a couple of movies. He got a couple of movies, so he I guess didn't want to commit to that. So they brought in another character, also from the comics. There is precedent for it, who right. also became Firestorm. And they killed off Robbie. Right. Did Firestorm become a lantern at some point? He was involved I think in the he War was of a Light. White lantern, maybe. At the everyone end, everyone was a lantern. Yeah, <laughs> he's a black lantern. I think. Yeah, yeah, everyone was a black. Yeah, yeah the, the black and white ones don't count. So just to explain, uh, Legends of Tomorrow is a series where Rip Hunter gathered all these uh, characters, these these villains and heroes, and he said that in the future they're legends and they take them off to help solve problems in time and then it turns out that they weren't legends they were nobodies they had no effect on time so now is their opportunity to make something of their lives so that's the whole premise of the mm, show that's They're, very nice yeah. it jumps yeah. from timeline to timeline well, future past but present. remember he he told he told him this because his end game rip hunter's end game was to save his family yeah because Vandal Savage killed his family, yeah. so he lied to them all and it, said they were legends. Right. So they would very help him. He was pretty <laughs> willing to sacrifice their lives for the nice, his family. The nice thing about Legends is they took characters from the other shows and kind of morphed them onto this show yeah. and like launched mm-hmm. them off of that. So like Katie Lotz, who was Canary on Arrow, is now White Canary on this, and like Wentworth Miller, and they've all moved yeah. over. So it's kind of cool because you had already established most of the characters. Uh, and then they just brought them onto the show, and they could start their own thing. But... It also makes it really easy to cross over. Yeah, yeah. right. It's no. like an all-star team of B characters yeah. from yeah. the other series. Except that though they're all in the same universe. Supergirl is not. Yet. Not yet. So yeah. <laughs> so this is. I'm, yes. I'm fascinated to see how that's yeah. going to happen. So, Flashpoint will tie it all together. Yeah. So Arrow is a dark one. Flash is the funny one. The Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. Jeez. That's the team up one. It's the team it's up the one. Team one. Yeah. And then what's happening with Supergirl? It's kind of, she's the girl one. Because Supergirl <laughs> was separate until very recently. Totally. Yes, because it was only CBS and then now they've gone to CW. And it's kind of like, I would say it's probably more like Flash than anything else. It's kind of like yeah. campy, sweet, got a bit of heart. The thing, okay, so it, it's it's got a lot of nice stuff. The thing I, I have trouble with, it's sort of like my, my problem with Arrow, where it's like, they just took, they couldn't do a Batman TV series, so they made an Arrow TV series and just made him more like Batman. Supergirl has a rich history of her own in the comics, but in the TV series, it's basically just girl Superman. She yeah. works in a media she, industry, she's, they had, uh, in, uh, what's his name? Max Lord is mm-hmm. her Lex Luthor. Yep. Just all this. Although he's not nearly as evil as you as he's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he even helps good, but... saves the world at the end of last season. Right. And sorry, inside baseball question maybe. Sure. Is this Supergirl the alternate universe Supergirl or the cousin Supergirl? So, cousin. The cousin. cousin. Okay. And Superman yeah. is going to be in the show yeah. this season. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they've yeah. got they've got him on now, which is interesting because every promo since they've announced that is all, all Superman. Superman. Hardly like Supergirl's mm. obviously there, but they've been, definitely been pushing Superman since they've announced him. And the way they they had him on in the last few episodes last season, all you saw were his boots because remember he was <laughs> affected by um 
by the mind control the mind control yeah. thing and they never woke up so they just you'd have shots of him with his, just his boots, boots lying yeah. there yeah. No, no he's still he still hasn't come out of it yet yeah yeah they're frantically trying to cast him <laughs> I will say I am I do like the casting yeah. Yes, he totally. I didn't like it just from seeing his face. His name's Tyler Hawklin, Hooklin yeah. or something. He was in uh, Teen, Wolf. Teen Wolf, and he was in the baseball movie. Everybody wants some. Everybody wants some. And I just didn't think he looked like a but typical Clark Kent. him in the trailer, I actually yeah. I'm like, you know what? Actually, right. I'm really excited about yes. this. Yeah. Okay. He looked good and is the, is the Superman in this show supposed to be the same Superman who's in the DC, like the Snyderverse right now? No. no. Okay. He's like disconnected. He's more like the Christopher Reeve Superman, yeah. like the more campy. Right, listen, I'm all for that. That's yeah. fine with me. Yeah. They've also made a, a clear break from the Snyderverse as soon as they cast Ezra Miller as Barry Allen in the, yeah. the movies, whereas Grant Gustin right. is Barry right. Allen on the TV show. I don't know why they just didn't make him Wally West in the movies and or something. And don't forget, there's going to be a musical episode of right. Flash oh, and Supergirl. Right. Super excited okay, about so, that. Yeah. And, so we're doing exactly what we were upset about. It's the Supergirl show, and all we've talked about is Superman. It's right. true. So Supergirl, what's she... like? I mean, she's not fighting Superman villains per se, right? She sort of I got her own. Yeah. She fought Retract- Retract- Reactron. That's what it Reactron. is. Reactron. Reactron. Um, which, is, yeah. which is a Superman character. Okay. And um, John Jones is working. Yeah. Like, she works with John Jones. Yeah. Martian Manhunter. Right. Oh, yeah. it was his cover was Hank Henshaw. Yeah. yeah what is, what, a, okay, what right. a tease. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm not convinced that that's not coming back. Because it, of um, what they're doing this season, I'm convinced that, that he's going to come back into play. Jesse, please explain Hank yeah. Henshaw. Hank Henshaw is character who becomes the cyborg Superman and the death and return of Superman. He becomes a great villain. It's By bringing him into the, into the show, like, that would get me to watch this show. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I love the cyborg Superman. But it turns out it was just a cover for Martian Manhunter, yes. who's already a character. Well, so why did they do that? Well, technically, technically, that Hank Henshaw existed, um, but he was killed when John Jones like and him oh, got in a bit right. of a thing. So he was killed off, technically, but they never found his body or anything like that. So my uh. thing is, I think he's going to come back. He's going to come back as Cyborg Superman or uh, Just Supergirl. Or, yeah, There's no Cyborg. way he could be. Because yeah. like Cyborg Superman, the whole premise is he looks pretty much like Superman, except he's got a bunch of robot parts. There's no way they <laughs> Sorry, can make yeah, John. Gonna, yeah. right. But they can't call him just Cyborg, because that's the, right. that's the character Cyborg now. That's a different right. guy. That's, that another guy. A that's true. another guy. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But they, they haven't... I don't know. They haven't done a great job of distinguishing Supergirl from Superman, I don't think. Well, maybe the so ness of it now yeah. will help to like build her character a bit more. <laughs> right. And that's... So, we've got over the four shows... And now Supergirl's in, and they've, there's already been some cross contamination. Like yeah, there's yes. going to be a four yeah. episode crossover, and there already but, was a Flash. Crossover. Yeah, so Flash, yeah. Right. Flash every season has yeah. been a, since Flash has been introduced. There's been a crossover. Yeah, and so but Flash specifically came over Supergirl. to Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Flash was with, and, and when he was on, but he had a different emblem on his he had, outfit. It was it was a it was a device that made yeah. him faster. And didn't so he went to her universe, right? Yes, by, by accident. By accident. Okay, well, See, and, but we don't know where he's from really so you don't see, think it's that's interesting the same? no i don't think it's the same one because he, he had a different see it's interesting to me that you just skip over that so quickly that even in the context of this shared universe television shows they've already opened up alternate universes that was a big thing in the yes, flash tv flash show it's yeah. all about the alternate it's totally universes. about the alternate universe. so but essentially now they can get away with anything they can have any character they can have any plot development well it helps 
them like they did Earth 1 and Earth 2. Mm-hmm. They did this interesting thing where... Um, Zoom came from Earth yeah. 2. Yeah. yeah, where... What's the... Tom Cavanaugh. He played Harrison Wells in the yes. first season, and he was all mysterious and interesting, and he was a nice guy, but he was actually a bad guy, and then he was killed off at the end of season 1. They bring in Earth 2 Harrison Wells in uh, season 2, and he's more of a jerk, but he's actually a nice guy. So it's the same actor, it's the same character name anyway but his personality is different right. and it also worked really well because Harrison Wolves was a great character yeah. and when yeah. they kill him at the end of season one you're like, really upset. you're like yeah. he's gone now like he's not coming back and then they bring him back and it's just such a, a great way to be able to do the storylines they want but not have maybe everlasting but don't forget the real Harrison Wells actually was killed yes. was, yeah. was killed yeah. off before the season yeah. started, but and it he gets, was a fake Harrison. Wells. But doesn't but doesn't that take some of the agency out of it? Between alternate universes and the Lazarus Pit, if anyone can come back to life and anyone uh, can be replaced, they destroyed the Lazarus Pit on oh, Arrow. Well. Okay, there's always more <laughs> Lazarus Pit. <laughs> I also think but, this is leading up to like Infinite Crisis, or yeah. like they can they can get rid of the multiverse anytime they want. I agree with the the Lazarus bit. I think that's a cheat. Uh, Anything that grants unlimited lives and bringing people back from the dead is a bit of a cheat and takes some of the the oomph out of a character's death. But when it's alternate universes where it's familiar faces but their personalities are completely different, I think there are more consequences to that. That's yesterday's Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. There's so many other stories that you can tell now. Well, Power Girl, I'm sure, is going to show up at some point as the alternate Supergirl. That would be cool. On yeah. Earth 1 or Earth 2 or whatever. I think yeah. that's probably for sure. Yeah, because they're not all the same people. Like yeah. um, when Barry saw yeah. his father, yeah. it turns out to be the the other Flash. Yes. And plus are. other Barry was Love such that. a sad, lame little guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was, yeah. More so than normal. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're about we're coming up towards the end of the episode. I want to ask, so based on everything we've heard, like going forward, I feel like I'm going to have to follow all four of these. Because they're, they're an intertwined story. I think it's but, to be seen. But my question is, having not seen them, how do you recommend someone would get started? Like we already said, like watch the first two seasons of Arrow, but don't worry about the third one. Like, What do I need to do to be ready to keep following this timeline? <laughs> the other shows are very new, though. I mean, Supergirl's going into its second, second season, season, so there's not a whole lot to catch up on. Same with Legends, Same with Legends. Tomorrow. It's yeah. only had one season so far. I and think Flash, you got to watch yeah, all of them Flash, because it's so... And it's so good. It's, it is so very good. And yeah, the third season of Arrow has a Rajagul. It so does. So, yeah. you, I mean, it, it wasn't... four. Yeah, just skip okay. four. It does it my heart read. good that there are people in this world who know... Just Rajal Ghul. That's just a common name now. It's <laughs> yeah. common as a Joker. Ah, well, I knew him first from Batman. I'd from say, the yeah. comics? From the, no, from the movies. movies. Right, right. right yeah. Batman Begins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you knew him before he was cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I have a question. Yeah. Does anyone watch their unloved stepbrother Gotham? No. Nope. Oh, I Gotham. Get, I could yeah. not get into Gotham. I tried at all. I tried to. I tried. We forgot all about Gotham. It's it just not related to it them. It doesn't count. It's not in the same universe. That's it's on I'm a different it's channel. Like oh, it's not CW. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Okay. Fox. Fox. It's in a different timeline like it's yeah there's no connection I wanted to like it I really really did when that year when it was Flash starting and Gotham starting I really thought I was gonna love Gotham and I thought Flash maybe not so much turned out to be completely the opposite I agree. I, and yeah. I, I hung in for like four episodes, I that, almost, yeah. and I just couldn't do it. I heard uh, I heard that it gets better like the last part of the first season, 
but I can't stick it out that it's long. It's just really hurt by the fact that they don't actually have Batman. Yeah. It's, it's like, here's Batman stories without Batman. It's the same thing with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, yeah. I tried to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., couldn't get into I'm, it. I'm yeah. still watching. Yeah, but I feel like it got... It oh, yeah? <laughs> I heard it that up. it got better as it, it went along. It did, but then they got rid of um, uh, a few of the characters that I really liked. Um, is it Mocking... What's her name? Well, they're getting a spin-off, yeah. right? No, they're not. Canceled. The two, the, cu- uh, the, couple. Oh, the couple, Bobby, Bobby and, and Hunter. Yeah. I, they were my favorite, and then yeah. they were supposed to get their own spin-off, and I was really excited yeah. about it, and Those then they canceled Marvel it. Shows, and now it's all falling apart. I mean, none of none Eight. of the characters are in their usual roles. She's... Yeah. It's all... Let's, all yeah. Let's, let's take it back to the... Specifically Sorry. to the DCW. <laughs> right. Um, so, pretty much everything except for Arrow Season 4... Is what I'm hearing. Yes, I, yeah. I really don't think you need to watch Legends of Tomorrow. The first season. Yeah, I agree. I think you could just, you know, sort of. I could give in. you the synopsis yeah. in a minute, it and then you'd be it fine. Doesn't mesh. And they've recycled that. Matter, they've recycled half the cast. It's like uh, yeah. second season's going to be almost a completely different show. It feels yeah. like. Yes. I am excited for some of the characters they brought in because Our Man is one of the characters that's going to be on it, and he is a golden age superhero who's basically a drug addict. <laughs> he gets his superpowers. He has an hour, and he takes a pill. And it gives him his powers for an hour. So he's a drug addict superhero. Uh, it just sounds like and such also a fascinating. Fun, like he only has an hour to do what he needs yeah. to do. Isn't his character also also Booster Gold's son? Uh, That's what I, I don't know. I heard. I heard if, if he was, it would have. I think that must have come much later. Yeah. I think he was just his own. Because oh, I had heard. Superhero. I had heard that. that Patrick Adams, who plays the role, was going to be playing. His character was supposed to be apparently connected to Booster Gold. And have, I thought it was supposed to be the sun, but I'll have to look that up. Huh? But the, the Booster Gold Blue Beetle thing, like, everybody wants it, but we haven't actually heard it hasn't any. happened no. anywhere yet. Right. Yeah. That would be a great show on its own. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned yeah. maybe But Booster movie, Gold but... always has a time travel aspect to him. Yeah, so he's, he's from the future. He's from the future. He would be perfect mm-hmm. on Legends That's of Tomorrow. Thought, yeah. Is there any other characters that we want to see coming up on these shows? I'm really curious to see. I mean, they've done Superman. Flash is in there. Are they ever going to put in Wonder Woman? Or Batman. Well, they yeah. mentioned they've Gotham. already said they're never going to have Batman. But they did. Batman's like, he's... He's, he's Gotham. He's big time. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he does movies. He's so Superman. But they did mention um, Gotham on Supergirl in the trailer for season two. So we know they that mentioned her, the city. her Earth uh-huh. is... The same Earth the same as, as, Gotham. Yeah, as Gotham. So Whoa. he must well, exist. Well, we know that Gotham is a city yeah. there. It might not be the same Gotham. Yeah. True. But, but why would they mention it? With Superman on, now being on and never mentioning Gotham, I don't think they'll ever bring Batman on, but this gives them the option to maybe bring other characters from the Batman world in mm-hmm. because but there also, is a Gotham on that Earth. I mean, at first it seemed like, oh, they can't bring in Superman. He's in the movies. And then they did. So now it's just, it feels well, like it's they, just open season Yeah, for they this. said, how could they not, how could they expect people to believe that Superman wouldn't come and help yeah. Supergirl yeah. save the world? They had to write him in. But, mm-hmm. all right, well, that, from a comic book perspective... I, that that uh, and that that question never holds water for me because it's like, then why isn't Superman showing up in every single comic book solving all their problems? <laughs> you know, there's yeah. maybe a, a, lot, a lot of the Joker's schemes yeah. can be solved really quickly. Yeah. Superman, <laughs> a little bit of uh, X-ray vision would yeah. uh, would have solved a lot of Joker yeah. bombs. Yeah. <laughs> So, but, they, but they mentioned him in, you know, the introduction they do at the beginning yeah. of every episode. It's, yeah. I came to Earth to take care of my cousin, yeah. but I got delayed. <laughs> and he was grown already when we yeah. got... So, I mean, if they they were talking about him from the first day yeah. the show yeah. started. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. It all revolves around him. Yeah. That's yeah. It's all about the guy. Superman, Superman, Superman. So, so you're hoping to see Wonder Woman. I'm hoping to see Cyborg, Superman. Anything else? Green Lantern? Yeah, I would like to see... Toss in a Green Lantern. I'm, I'm really liking uh, the Rebirth, Jessica Cruz, um, uh, Green Lantern stuff. I'd love to see her on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they would. But originally, everyone thought Diggle was... Because his last name yeah. Stewart. They're going to bring in... He was oh, going to be John, John Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. That, that would be cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that was... For a long time, actually, the guy who plays Diggle was kind of like, yeah, maybe. Like, like They kind of encouraged it. And then all of a sudden, I think DC said, no, don't encourage it because we're doing the Lanterns movie. Um, but uh, so that would have been cool. So I don't I know if they should bring, bring in a Guy Gardner. Lantern. Nightwing would be awesome. Guy Gardner would be great. Nightwing would, would be. You'd cool. mesh well with the universe. Yeah, well, a character I would love to see is my favorite DC character, somewhat confusingly named Captain Marvel. Uh, he, Shazam. 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 But yes. there's a movie. Great, yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't matter but anymore. It doesn't yeah, matter. he's. It's such a pure idea of a little boy who says a magic word and becomes a superhero and. It, this wasn't originally part of the character, but the idea of a grown man who's got superpowers, but with the mind of a little boy, and nobody knows he's a little boy. Ugh. That's a Flash one. That's that, yeah, that would, yeah, that that would be Flash. That would be so yeah. good. He's a hilarious character when yeah. he's done right. Yeah, and he's his villains are hilarious. Dr. Savannah is this weird mad scientist, crazy old man who's got two kids who look just hideous, like him. Hideous, hideous kids. <laughs> His other main villain is a telepathic caterpillar named Mr. Mind. That's it's just awesome. Telepathic caterpillar. It's great. And he's right. a talking tiger. Yeah. If we're going to get into Shazam with Graham here, that's going to be a whole other episode. <laughs> so I think we got to draw it on that. So all these shows are airing on the CW. In uh, Canada, it's mostly CTV. In yeah. Canada, it's CTV. Showcase right. for Supergirl now? Supergirl's on Showcase. showcase? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And wow. Arrow's been moved to CTV too? Yep. Really? Because they put Blind Spot in on Yeah. And for people like me who don't have cable, is there any way to watch these shows? Are they streaming anywhere? iTunes? But you can also watch them on the CTV website. The next day. The next day. Yeah, you can watch them next day. You can stream them for free. And Showcase the same thing. You can watch it on the Showcase website. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, then after about five seasons of four different television shows, (laughs) I could be up to date and get get in on it. Good luck. Netflix, there's some of it's on Netflix too. Crave TV. Crave Crave has it because it's from the CTV. This is almost as hard to keep track of (laughs) as it is to keep track of all these superhero teams. (laughs) All right, well, thank you guys so much for coming in. I'm actually pretty jazzed to watch some of these shows right now. Uh, Again, so thank you. It was great being here. Stella? (laughs) <laughs> I'm always up for talking about DC, so I'm Yeah. All right, fair enough. And, of course, special thanks to you as well, Graham. Sure. Um, thank you, Jesse. Thanks to our crew, to Stella, also in a crew capacity for yeah. getting our stuff online. Special thanks to Ben Sound at bensound.com. And special thanks to you, the listener. This has been Geek Top 5, and we will talk to you again soon. In the meantime, please get in touch with us. We want to hear what you want to hear. We want to hear what you think of these shows. You want to hear what we think of our new roundtables. We are all over the Internet. Yeah, you can email us at uh, geektop5 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geektop5. And uh, we're on Twitter at geektop5. And there's a bunch of cool stuff we're posting on the Facebook, too. Some stuff that doesn't make it to the show. Usually video game things that I like, nobody else does. (laughs) But there's actually some pretty cool stuff. Please check it out. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much.